Well, happy new year and welcome to live from my office. My name is Steve Cochran. I'm your cordial and delightful host. This is our first episode of the new year. Took a little time off at the end of last year into this year to uh, get ready for a big 2024 of podcasting along with a live radio show I do every day. So the radio show and the podcast come together nicely today because it is the 100th anniversary of WLS radio, just an amazing historical thing. And not just a Chicago thing, wherever you listen, anywhere in the country, around the world and the many countries we're in know that this radio station was a very big deal. And when I'm on the air every morning, it's still a pretty big deal. So I'm on every morning between five 30 and nine. I hope you'll listen wherever you stream radio again, wherever you are anywhere in the world. But in the meantime, I'm having an opportunity to do something that's pretty fun for me. I uh, figured this out the other day. I've been on the radio for 40 years. And in those 40 years, I've done about 10,000 shows. 10,000 shows is the equivalent of about 35,000 hours of on-air time. That also equates with about four years of my life. And if my mom and dad were still here, they would be saying, You could have done anything, and you chose this show business. But it's been fun, and it's still fun. So if you listen to the radio show, stream it live wherever you are. You'll be able to hear any updates we do for these legendary DJ interviews from the heyday of music radio, WLS, but also cool things we have coming up and opportunities for you to be involved and even contests here and there. Heck, maybe we'll give away the radio station. Sometime this spring. Who knows? Uh, Today, very cool for me. When I was coming up as a young DJ, I loved Fred Winston, you know, in a completely appropriate way. There was nobody funnier than Fred. Fred had this amazing, booming voice when really your voice was still important. But it wasn't the voice. It was the attitude and the, the ability to be funny in bursts over the lip of a record, as we call it. It great timing, great sense of the music, which you had to have, but also was just flat-out fall-down funny every day. Could work with anybody. He made everybody else funny. One of the fastest guys I've ever heard, and one of the great compliments I've gotten and many times through the years from people in this business is your mind me of Fred. So for uh, the idea that Fred is a friend of mine, and he is, and uh, and still a fan where he listens to the show. I mean, that's a, that's as good a compliment as I could ever get. So I love Fred Winston and many of you, especially in the greater Chicago area, but around America, who listen to music radio, WLS, you'll remember this voice. So uh, let's take some time here and have a long talk with a legend. Andrea Darlis, join me to do this. It's Fred Winston on Live from My Office. Enjoy it. Andrea Darlis, uh, on his 100th anniversary of WLS, we are so lucky to get the chance to talk to some of the greats. And uh, to me, nobody better than this guy. Now, if you allow me for a second to be the little fanboy, uh, when I was coming up, um, the kind of the era behind all these greats, um, nobody made me laugh harder than Fred Winston. And uh, he had the incredible ability to navigate a morning show. And I don't get too deep in the weeds here, but there's a lot going on on a morning show. There's a lot going on any time of the day. But back in the day with W. Ellis, when it was his heyday, 
And after that at FYR and all the other places he worked, because Fred got thrown out of a lot of places too, like me. Um, the idea that everything was sponsored and you had to juggle and you had to do the live commercials and you had to introduce a record and you had to come out of a record and you had a contest coming up and to make it entertaining. Every single day, he made me laugh. And in the same way um, that I think if I have anything that's a skill, you, people go, well, how are you funny? You're either funny or you're not. You can be taught to be funnier, but you're either funny or you're not. And Fred is one of the fastest people you'd ever hear on the radio. And I feel like I cloned him a little bit. I feel like I have those kind of moments. Not as many as Fred, but I've, I have a few. So anyway, my idol, Fred Winston. Uh, you people listening to these 100th anniversary things, you know Fred. But how about a quick little memory lane run? This, kids, boys and girls, this is how you do a radio contest. Pay attention. Write it down. AM 89 WFM. January 27th. Don't you think? Debbie Vitelli of Griffith, Indiana. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, I'm very nervous, Fred. So, a lot of blowing in Griffith, you were telling me. Yeah. Debbie was telling me. But the sun me. is shining now, so maybe there's hope. <laughs> okay. For the weather. Cross, cross everything that is crossed. Anyway, uh, I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay, listen and see if you can identify the secret celeb here as a clue. It's a national recording star with a south of the border flair. Here goes, Debbie. W. Wallace. Debbie Vitelli of Griffith, Indiana, for $3,700. Who do you think that is? Could it be Sergio Mendez? What? 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 Uh, uh. Debbie, you won! <laughs> Are you kidding? You have just won $3,700. <gasps> I don't believe it. Thanks to Sergio Mendez. Oh, I love you. <laughs> you know what? What? Stephen Gary gave some rolls yesterday and that was all I got was chef. I can't believe it. Oh, what did they say? Oh, they just dropped little hints about beans and tacos and stuff. I just can't believe this. Uh-huh. No one eats anymore. My heart is beating so fast. No one eats anymore. Oh, thank you. Deborah, I'll do the line later. Debbie Vitelli of Griffith, Indiana, congratulations. You are a $3,700 winner. Thank you, Fred. There's something so subtle in that clip, in that clip where he goes, I'll do the line later. <laughs> she, stepped, <laughs> she stepped on him twice. That's comedy grad school, boys and girls. Yes. Fred Winston, my hero. How are hey, you, buddy? buddy? How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for doing this. It is a pleasure to be part of this uh Centennial. Yeah, how about it? 100 years of WLS, and you and I are still alive. Well, yeah, I think uh, I'm one of the, uh, the the last ones of the the music guys yeah. still uh, still kicking. I mean, Charlie Van Dyke doesn't count. He was only here for 15 minutes. So. <laughs> you know, I talked to I talked to Tommy Edwards about it, and uh, I've talked to uh, Landecker and. Uh, off the air about Landecker's going to be on as well at some point, uh, and maybe Surratt as well. But when you guys were in the middle of music radio WLS, when you were radio's version of the Not Ready for Primetime Players, and you were the Beatles of radio, did you guys know how big a deal that was? 
No. Um, we had uh, a very thing. We had, we had uh, camaraderie uh, in, a, in a brotherhood, and, uh, and we were all friends. We all got along together. We all socialized together. How about that? And, uh, yeah, very rarely does that, that happen. And uh, we really didn't realize the magnitude of the station uh, until we got here and became uh, uh, ingrained in the community. And, you know, Chicagoans are, uh, are a rare breed in that, uh, and, and you, I'm sure you found this from all your years on the air in Chicago, they embrace their radio personality. Yeah, 100%. Like, like no other market. And uh, back in the 70s, uh, the first time around, uh, it was uh, it, it was a, a clear canvas uh, for creativity. And uh, the program directors at the time, uh, Tommy, who, Tommy Edwards was the guy who uh, had a vision for the morning show and said, uh, I, I think you'd be the one to do it. And uh, said, go in there, uh, don't lose the license, <laughs> and have fun. How about that? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the station went, at that time was everything everything for everybody. And uh, uh, personalities, music, promotion, it all worked. It, it really is incredible, and the impact the thing had is undeniable. And not just on Chicago, but on the nation. Because pre-internet and the impact on the record business um, was gigantic. But, Andrea, you were barely a twinkle in your parents' uh, eye at that point. I, I tell you, I listened all the time. And, and, and Fred, uh, it, what, what you are to Steve is what Catherine Johns was to me. And we had the, inter, we had the chance to interview her last week. And I always think the best accolades come from your coworkers and your peers. And Catherine could not say enough about you. She said... You always made her and everybody laugh. No matter what situation you guys were in, personally, professionally, you always made her laugh and you always made her smile. So I think that goes a long way when you have uh, coworkers and friends saying that about you. Well, you know, uh, we, we had a support staff. It wasn't just us. Uh, in the 70s, it was, uh, it was Lyle Dean. Uh, and uh, unlike, uh, unlike the broadcasting today, uh, we didn't have a producer. Uh, we didn't have the internet. Uh, didn't even have a traffic guy. Had to do it all myself. All myself. I lifted all the boxes. <laughs> and uh, the morning we'd get uh, we'd get about twenty five newspapers from around the around the globe, and uh, get in there early and start stripping newspapers for content. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, had Lyle Dean in the seventies, and then. Uh, uh, an ensemble with uh, Catherine Johns and uh, and Jim Johnson. Yes. Uh, not only excellent top flight journalists, but great personalities. Uh, oh, in and, and, right. and Jim, Jim, Johnson, well, Jim uh, Johnson was a nut. He was hilarious. Oh, totally. One of the quickest, fastest minds I've ever worked yeah. with. He, you know, I, I, I miss those. Uh, miss those. I miss mm-hmm. those days of radio. And and. and it, you're one of the last ones to uh, to do it. You get on the air, you guys entertain. Well, and, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And and that's what it's about. It still is the the most intimate, the greatest medium because it is that one to one thing the majority of the time. And uh, the only thing that drove Fred out of the business 
and will drive me out. It's just a matter of when. Happened before. Um, is the way these these radio stations and companies are run. And Fred, you and I overlapped at different times, and we both saw like consultants come in and change things. And then the idea: it's not you; it's the music. Nobody cares about you. The great thing about LS, and I guess the John Guerin era in particular, was what you just said. Recognize that the personalities are what the hook is to bring people here, and then let you do the work. Yeah, our creed uh, back in the seventies was uh, uh, it. Uh, it was a fifty thousand watt play toy for our own amusement, <laughs> <laughs> and. And if we're having fun doing it, then the audience is having fun listening to it. That's exactly right. Proved it uh, time and time again, over and over. Fred, you just have the personality, you just emanate over the airwaves, and you could hear it in the clip that we played. The, you know, the, the contestant, the listener, was so genuinely thrilled to be talking to you. And again, that's such a, you know, an accolades. It's such a, a it's great a tribute to have yeah, big deal. is that you resonate with people. And they're, they're almost a little nervous to be on with you because you have this uh, incredible personality. Oh, thanks. Every once in a while, I, uh, it, it's amazing the strength of that station. It still opens doors today. Right. Uh, is that the, uh, the Martin supermarket in, uh, Stevensville, Michigan. And, uh, it, the checkout uh, checkout person said, uh, "You know, you have a very pleasant speaking voice." I went, "Oh," she said, "You should uh, you should do uh, those uh, t- television commercial things." I went, "You know, I get that all the time." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and any chance you could sue Andy Reid from the Chiefs for stealing your mustache? <laughs> you should see it now. Oh, really? Is it trimmed? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's uh, I, I have a special fertilizer out here in Michigan, uh, out in the shed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this baby's uh, this baby's bushy. Yeah, he does have a, a pretty good. One. I've been uh, working on uh, working on uh, on my tips, as a matter of fact. Is that right? Oh. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, waxing those babies. And, okay. Uh, well, that sounds like. <laughs> It sounds like something between you, your wax, and your therapist, to and be honest a, with and you. And an esthetician. <laughs> so, so here's, here's the other piece of this story, as far as I'm concerned, 100 years of this. You mentioned the news. We talked to Catherine Johns. You worked with the great Jim Bohannon at CFL. Yeah. Um, you were able to slide in and out of these news folks in a way, and this doesn't take anything away from their talent and their ability to interact, but you made everybody funnier. And the great thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is set somebody up to be funny. And guess what? The audience is going to go, Oh my God, Fred was so funny yesterday. It worked for Carson for a million years and it worked for you and it works for me. Well, you got to realize, uh, realize their talent and, uh, and, 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 and bring out some of the, some of the qualities that, uh, that normally wouldn't be brought out, you know? Um, Andrea, um, when the lineup at WLS from the, the, the heyday would go out to eat, I'm curious, I don't know if you are, if they ever paid for a meal. Uh, most of 
the time, yeah. And, and if they picked up the tab, we'd leave uh, we'd leave a heavy tip. What? <laughs> don't want to be a what's the Yiddish? Don't want to be a schnorrer. <laughs> hey, don't want to be a schnorrer. Fred, Fred, back in the day, one of your uh, colleagues and uh, I won't say his name, but he had called me and said, "Hey, you know, do you know the uh, maitre d at this particular restaurant? It was a Greek restaurant. You're Greek." And I said, "Yeah, I'll set you up." I said, "You do you want to meet him him on the show?" And he went. No, I just want to go eat dinner. Uh, but again, I won't say who it is. I won't say either. It was Gary Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> now you had, and this goes to your, your talent and your tools as well. I think you did every daytime shift on, in WLS, didn't you? Yes. I, uh, I started doing, uh, back, back in the old days, there were three-hour shifts. That's right. Yeah. So uh, I started doing uh, afternoon drive, replaced the great Scotty Brink. Sure. And then uh, then was uh, 9 to noon, and then they extended the shifts four hours, then 10 to 2, and then, uh, and then mornings. And then uh, I became too big for my britches, and uh, <laughs> off I went, and then came back. Uh, that was like 77, then came back again uh, in the early 80s and stayed until uh, the, uh, the station uh, flipped formats to talk. Yeah, and, and I know that they wanted you to be, you know, the controversial talk guy. That just never rang with you, right? No, not my thing. Not my thing. I, uh, I preferred to, uh, to be the, uh, the funny guy between, uh, between music. It, it, it helps balance out uh, what I do. I'm just not comfortable doing talk radio, you know. So when did you know you were funny? Uh, I, you know, when I got a note from a, from a, uh, from a teacher when I was doing the morning announcements in, uh, in high too. school. Me too. And uh, said, uh, we, uh, we would like to get uh, that, Fred guy off the morning announcement <laughs> because uh, he made a remark today that uh, don't drink and drive because if you hit a bump you'll spill some. <laughs> I went, oh, I kind of like this feeling. Right, right, right. A hundred percent. I did the announcements as well. Good God, you should sue me. I oh said, man, I you uh, to listen to. Uh, we grew up in the same part of the uh, the country. Uh, I grew up in uh, Syracuse. Yeah, and I was in Ithaca, right yeah. down an hour yeah. away. Yeah, and uh, used to listen to uh, Dick Biondi on WKBW in Buffalo. Oh yeah, and uh, and then uh, then he disappeared, and then I heard him on WLS, and I went, "Whoa, this is so revolutionary!" Right, I I want to be like this guy. And uh, finally, years later, of course, had a chance to uh, meet him. And uh, uh, as uh, the radio business can sometimes make one a little paranoid, sure, uh, he'd uh, he'd come into the uh, announcer's lounge and say, "Well, what's wrong? Uh, are you mad at me?" I said, "Yes, uh, yes, I'm very mad at you." <laughs> Why? I said, "It's your fault. I'm in this business." <laughs> 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 Every chance I could get, I would indict Biondi sure. for, uh, for my career. Well, I know you've told other people. I saw an interview, I think it was Rick Kempfer when he talked to you a couple of years yeah. back, yeah. talking about how Biondi was your favorite personality. You guys, your acts could not be more different, but I, I was always stunned by I told I had a chance to tell Dick this later in life. I said, 
You're the only guy I know that could play circle red rubber ball 10,000 times and not take hostages. And and still sound as excited about it as the first time. But what was it about Dick that you loved? Uh, well, he he was irreverent. Uh, there was a certain irreverence to it. It, it was... Uh, it was, and he represented the masses. You know, he wasn't uh, he wasn't above the average listener. He was uh, he was one of us. Uh, pimp his boss. He'd uh, pimp uh, pimp the news. Right. Uh, and 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 that irreverent. It was so different back then. No one did that. Everyone was so very proper. You're listening to the voice of quality and blah blah blah. <laughs> and, and he was he was different. I absolutely love that. What is, I know this is probably one of the toughest questions, but what? a memory that stands out, some a day that you could kind of wish you could go back to. If oh, you like ever did go day, back, yeah, like one, of the, one of the greatest yeah, good question, memories actually. that you have of WLS. Mm. I'll tell you what, it, uh, it was a couple mornings a week, every week when I was doing mornings. Uh, I would slither... Uh, into the elevator at uh, 360 North Michigan Avenue, the old stone container building. Yeah. I'm wearing my uh, my cowboy boots and my hair down to my shoulders and uh, just dragging my dragging my ass into work. You know what that's like. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, occasionally I would bump into Paul Harvey. Oh, my God. The world-famous Paul Harvey. Sure. Now, there's a link to the... Uh, the, uh, the the very beginning of broadcasting right. when when radio was everything right. and people would uh, dwell on his commentary and uh, there would be Mr. Harvey impeccably dressed in a three piece suit carrying uh, a briefcase uh, freshly anointed with aftershave lotion and uh, he would say in that uh, in that voice at 110 decibels. Money, <laughs> and, <laughs> and my eyeballs would uh, practically blow out of my head. Uh, but uh, uh, it, it was a thrill to see him, right? Yeah, because I'm I'm a historian uh, and and a traditionalist when it comes to the radio profession. And uh, the ABC studios, the network studios, were on the fourth floor. We were on the fifth floor, so. Uh, I'd get off the air at ten and go down and uh, and uh, watch him do his show. Wow! And, and that is one of the greatest memories. That's I a very so. cool story. I, I and, and as long as you and I have known each other, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the greatest calls I ever got was from Paul Harvey, who said, "I like what you're doing, young man. That's all wow. I needed. That's all I needed." That's a thrill. So cool, right? But uh, you were hanging with him. Well, yeah, yeah. I'd watch him. Uh, watch him type his stuff and uh, go in and uh, and deliver it and uh, you know to me an audience of one just uh, just brilliant yeah that's brilliant and the greatest writer and the greatest live uh, endorsement delivery i mean he was at, paul harvey was a guy in, that you would be two-thirds of the way into the commercial and not know you were listening to the commercial 
Right. And you'd immediately go out and buy the product, whatever I it was. I wanted right. to buy a Schwinn Airdyne every time you <laughs> talked about it. I can do that. Oh, I can get great. on that thing and, and pedal, pedal like, a, like a hamster on a wheel. I can do it. <laughs> that's great. So uh, in talking again about the heyday, everybody talks about the radio morning wars of the 80s. And those were significant. You know, Murphy and Brandmeier and and Stephen Gary at different times. And, and who else? So it doesn't matter who I'm missing. But everybody, I don't know if everybody knows the nature of the relationship with you and Lou Jack, because am I crazy or wasn't it you and Lou Jack were the two guys who were the kings? I mean, Wally, obviously. Wally right, Phillips right. on GN always was there. But other than that, the, the the one that everybody else wanted to hear was you and Larry. Well, we had uh, we had double-digit uh, numbers uh, on Arbitron uh, ratings in the morning, and uh, Larry, uh, Larry was a, a brilliant performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one of the most courageous guys I know, having uh, been through uh, what he went through health-wise. And uh, I used to listen to Larry when I was a young DJ back in Dayton, Ohio. I would listen to tapes of Larry from KJR in Seattle. How about that? And I'd go, wow, listen to this. Personality and uh, and music and interacting with the music and talking about uh, topical, local, obvious things. Then I got a chance to work with him and, and be his friend. You know, I, I, stood up, uh, I stood up for him as, uh, as his best uh, man when he said, I don't, at his divorce. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the coolest things I heard, and I'm sure you're aware of this, but what? somebody said, uh, I saw Larry laugh two times hard. Both times were because Fred said something to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd uh, Larry uh, was at the radio station. Uh, well, he'd sleep there. Uh, he had an office, uh, and he would sleep there most of the time, and uh, just get up and work. Had a had a joke uh, again. The newspapers. We didn't have the internet, so we we're going through papers, and I, we would share uh, share show prep, uh, which I uh, which I deemed crude. Uh, I got a piece of crude, Larry. It needs to be refined like oil, of course, being the crude. And uh, and he'd sit there uh, with his uh, his boots up on the desk, uh, staring at the ceiling, and uh, refer to himself uh, the third person. How you doing, Larry? Uh, Uncle Larry's doing all right today. Uh, <laughs> plain old Fred. Yeah, we did animal stories together, uh, I think, after... Tommy left, uh-huh. and uh, it just didn't. It just didn't have the chemistry uh, that uh, we, you know, we're two uh, two alpha dogs, and uh, it didn't work out too well. But Larry was a great guy, and I, I and a great talent. Yeah, oh, brilliant talent, brilliant talent. Him. Miss him to this day. He was a good guy. And uh, you know, your Dick Biondi thing, my thing, you know, of greatest disc jockeys of all time is there's never been a night guy that I heard in my uh, prime like John Landecker. And I, I suppose you and Landecker didn't cross paths that much. You were on opposite sides of the clock. Oh, uh, we managed the party together again. <laughs> back to the social thing, and uh, we'd all have uh, 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 cocktails and hors d'oeuvres mm-hmm. and. Uh, and dinners at each other's homes during the holidays and on the weekends. And, yeah, we uh, we were a tight group, man. We were really a tight group. Yeah, it was part and parcel to why it worked, I think. Um, Absolutely. Um, as you know, my tolerance uh, through the years for management is, ah, it's not great. And uh, 
Um, uh, but I've never run across anybody like John Guerin. And John offered me a job at one point. I ended up not taking it, but I never actually worked for him. Can he actually be as good a guy as he appears to be? Absolutely. Positively. Go in, don't lose the license. Okay, gotcha. He was one of those guys. Uh, if, uh, for, uh, if for some reason you, uh, you stepped over the, uh, the boundaries of uh, propriety or offended a client on the air uh, in the middle of creativity, mm-hmm. and that's all subjective, of course. You know, that wasn't funny. Well, you know, <laughs> humor, again, is a subjective thing, which was always my go-to with management. Sure. Uh, John would uh, John would call me in and uh, go, "Geez, Fred, geez, <laughs> did you have to say that about that thing?" <laughs> I said, "I'm sorry, you know, and uh, I'll I'll never do it again <laughs> until the next time I do it." Apologize on the air. <laughs> well, great. Apologize on the air. That was the perfect opportunity to say it all over again. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. You know, well, I'm very, very sorry for saying blah, 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 blah yesterday. And the client would call and go, that son of a bitch, I let him uh, hanged. Right. Uh, see, this called the... in again, jeez, Fred. <laughs> I'm really sorry. This time I won't do any. Right, it's only know, Tuesday. There, you, you... Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. And, and, oh. and the great magic of that is guys like John Guerin, and there's so few and far between. Brian Phillips at our company is one of them, and yeah. and uh, and certainly there's and Jimmy DeCastro was that guy yeah, certainly. Yeah, was. Uh, but those people figured out one thing: hire the right people and let them work. But also, imagine the free time they had because they weren't writing a show for someone who already did it ten times better than any kid ever right. imagined doing it. Yes. And they weren't sweating it and asking you to go over something called an air check mm-hmm. and fighting with me. Uh, they were they were saving time to actually do the stuff that mattered. Well, listen, man, this place is the legend. It is because of the names you've mentioned, and you are on the WLS Mount Rushmore. And well, thanks, man. I appreciate um, that. Very very proud to be part of the tradition. And uh, and here's to. 100 more years of the Big 89, man. That's be so great. So great. Hey, real quick, though, tell people what you're doing. You got a farm? Uh, I have a small farm here in southwest Michigan. I farm alfalfa. And uh, that's that's an easy thing to farm. And I'm in the woods. I'm surrounded by 850 acres of vineyards. Wow. They are not not mine, but uh, when they they ripen in... uh, in uh, September, it's uh, it's just intoxicating. Oh, man. And uh, I'm doing a lot of photography, and I'm playing my drums. I, you can find me on uh, Instagram and look at my pictures. Yeah. I, uh, cool. Yeah, the photography thing has always been brilliant. Well, you know, standing right. standing offer, when you come to town, as you always said, to get a haircut for you and your dog. <laughs> yeah, di- and as you always pointed out. Right. <laughs> different groomers, different styles. Yeah, but uh, we'll have lunch with our friend Todd Manley, and uh, we'll tell oh, some I'd more stories. Um, all right, uh, the great Fred Winston and the 100th anniversary of WLS. And I'm going to play some more clips of you. You don't have to hang for those, but give me a happy birthday, WLS. Hi, this is Fred. Blah blah blah. You know the drill. Okay. Hi everybody. This is Fred Winston, wishing WLS the Big 89. A happy 100th birthday. Happy to be part of it all. 
Yeah, the best. Awesome. Thanks, yeah, Fred. Right, Love you, buddy. Stuff, man. Stay in touch, People, man. I'll talk soon. I'll see you on the radio tomorrow morning. Take Get care. You got Thanks. it, Fred. See you, Thanks bud. for listening. There you go. That's Fred. Oh, he's awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, is Miranda still in there? Miranda, I'm going to tag this with the audio. So I'm going to go through these cuts real quick. Go. Go, go, go. Oh, we can do this right now and be done with it. Yeah. Okay. You got your mic still on? Right. Yep. Okay, here we go. All right, before we go, I just want to give you a couple more examples of why Fred Winston is the best, if you don't mind, Andre. He's the best. As a matter of fact, Ladies. he had a way with words. 89 WLS. Look at that plump little cupcake. Who could turn plum little cake into something that sounded that <laughs> right? good? He did so many commercials. And he was great with traffic. Yaman, yeah, uh, radar weather, uh, traveler's advisory this afternoon. I never uh, understood what that meant. Do we advise you to travel, or when you travel, we advise you to watch your fanny? I think that's it. Well, one eye on your fanny, the other eye on the road. <laughs> what have I told you for years? <laughs> I told you for years, only I can make everything dirty. I think it's Fred. I think so. I think so. Fred actually has so. that, that, that degree. Uh, good riders are welcome, but... WLS radar weather has caused a lot of closings and cancellations. Here's another one. The Joliet Junior College in Joliet will close at 2 o'clock due to nasty driving conditions. Snow is reportedly blowing like crazy in the outlying area. Who wrote this? Come from the news department? They write like that? Blowing like mm, crazy. Mm, 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 <laughs> and they're closing at two instead of three. <laughs> and and finally, hey, what's your favorite station? Hello. Mm-hmm. Hello. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I've had it on AM since Stephen Gary are on AM two mm -hmm. now and I just completely forgot. Mm -hmm. I blanked out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and my apologies accepted. Yeah, all right, all right. And yeah. you have my whole office laughing here. <laughs> Now the name of your favorite radio station. WLS AM with Fred Winston. All How's right, that? that's much better. <laughs> nice touch, too, using the name there. That was good. Oh, did it work? Yes, it did. Thanks, people. Okay, have a nice day. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye. Nah, nobody uh, ever, ever better. Too um, funny. We will continue to celebrate the 100th anniversary of WLS. You can leave your memories of listening wherever you are in the country or the world. 312-822-9825. And also thanks for listening to Live from My Office. Thanks to Ross Cochran for producing this. Listen, if you go to WLSAM.com, it, it, by the way, is a terrible website, but bear with us. Um, there should be a, just a giant sticker on there that says, um, uh, bear with us while we're in, improving or under construction. But eh, it's a long story. But in the upper third of the page, the homepage, there's a white bar. That white bar indicates what's on the radio right then as you log in. You click on the arrow on that bar, there's a drop-down menu. And the drop-down menu corresponds to a bunch of stuff. On a normal website, it would be a menu bar. This isn't normal. But at the bottom, it's worth the effort, kids. At the bottom, you see 100-year anniversary. Click on that. You'll see cool pictures and some cool text about the 100 years of WLS. Updates coming all the time. And also interviews with Tommy Edwards, uh, John Guerin, the legendary program director of WLS. Many, 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 many more to come. Uh, so that's all right there, including the one you just heard, Fred Winston.
will be put there as well. Um, because, well, why wouldn't we abuse Fred that way? So I'm glad you listened. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll share it with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, review, rate, download before your subscription kicks in. Pass it along. This is my favorite podcast. I'm glad it's one of yours. It's live from my office. And we'll see you on the radio, 530 to 9, every morning, anywhere in the world. You can hear that here. You like this, you like that. You like that, you like this. You get it. I'm Steve Cochran, and this has been Live from My Office. 30 years plus on the airwaves. You have turned your dial to me. Now you're tuned into my podcast. It's Live from My Office, Steve. From Ithaca, New York, to Carolina South. W. Cochran Steve From Minneapolis And then Chicago twice Top rated shows achieved Sit back, relax And now listen to my show When or wherever you are Cause you're on the go A-list celebs with some laughs And great info Live from my office The Steve Cochran Podcast Show Yeah, 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 yeah no better place to be yeah, 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 yeah. Subscribe and like for free yeah, 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 yeah. Live from my office, Steve So glad you're with me It's live from my office, Steve Thank you for listening to Live from My Office A service of Monkey Run Productions All rights reserved The podcast is hosted by Steve Cochran And it's mixed, edited, and produced by me, Ross Cochran Steve is available for corporate speaking gigs. He would love to MC your event. And occasionally, he's funny. Thank you for listening. Head to CochranShow.com for more.